My hero's advent calendar. I've had a fudge three of the last four days. Outrageous. That's good, isn't it? No, but I want. I haven't had an eclair yet. I want an eclair. Just <laughs> buy a packet of heroes. <laughs> but to say, go buy some, and you can choose. England win on penalties. England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins. Rose Lavelle might have won the World Cup. Lewis Hamilton, champion of the world. South Africa, a rugby World Cup kings. Sports Talk with Callum Byrne, Will Perridge and Ashley Gregory. Hello everyone and welcome back to Sports Talk for Season 2, episode number 33 with me, Callum Byrne. And I'm joined, as always, by Ash Gregory and a returning Will Perridge. Hey. Hello. Well, you got to save yourself. I was asleep. That's about it. Uh, it's a perfectly valid working. excuse. In fact, I'm jealous I'll get, of you. I get paid to work. I don't get paid to do this. <laughs> yeah. Do you get paid to sleep? Yes. Well, not really. Oh, well. I want some of that action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a busy week of sporting action, as, as it always has been at the moment, really, since sport came back. Um... But before we, we, we dive into all sorts of controversy and hot topics, remember to follow our social media channels at Sports Talk Podcast on Facebook, at underscore Sports Talk Pod and on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and then subscribe to us on whatever you're on. Um, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, the, the lot really. Make sure you subscribe because you never miss an episode because uh, we don't record on a set day anymore. Um yeah, that's all the sort of admin out of the way. Where where do you want to start this week? Do you want to start with the, some of the Champions League from last night? Man United gone crashing out in pretty horrendous fashion. Well, considering the start they had, yeah. I mean, they beat PSG and... And Leipzig. Um, they battered Leipzig. And Leipzig. Yeah, and that was their first two games, was it not? It was. I think so, yeah. Yeah, it was their first two games in the good stage and now they've... Only won one since then, so yeah. They're pretty rubbish. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, it's a theme starting with Manchester United in the last few weeks where they've been going behind in games and then having to come back from two or three goals down. And the more times you do that, you are eventually going to get caught out at some point. And it seems like last night was the night. Yeah, I mean, doing it against Southampton and West Ham is one thing. But um, at that level, it's just... Too, well, I said it was too little too late. I mean, they, they had a glimmer of hope, didn't they, towards the end? A couple of fortunate goals, but... Um, a soft penalty and a handball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Man United are out. Chelsea are through. They top their group. The, I think the big talking point from, from last night was uh, in Paris, wasn't it? Um, mm. With PSG playing Istanbul, Basak Shakir. Basak Shakir. Basak Shakir. Basak Shakir. If you actually look at the word, it's not that hard. Instead of just looking at it and thinking, I can't pronounce that, and then just. I did, I said it the second time. Basak Shakir. Anyway, that's not what what we're talking about. Um, Where the the match was abandoned, it's going to be replayed tonight as we record um, because uh, the fourth official. is alleged to have uh, been racist to one of the coaching staff, the assistant coach, I think, of the Istanbul team. Um, 
and I think it's the first time isn't it, we've seen both teams walk off the field and just not return. Uh, yeah, I can't recall it happening at a major level of football anyway. No, I don't think so. And it was, it was one of those where, um, obviously, fair play to them. It's the right thing to do. I think it's a kind of epitomises the way that football is moving forward. You could say um, it's not, you know, it's not the sort. It's not a, an outrageous idea for that to be the solution to a problem. It's, um, you know, it's exactly the right thing to do in many ways. Um, just to, you know, make a stand, prove a point, make more of a story out of situations like that, and um, and let it know that there's consequences. So we'll just have to hope that, um, I mean, it makes UEFA look very, very bad. We'll just have to hope that they deal with it in the in the right way. <laughs> That's hopeful. Um, it, it is wishful. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, you know, like, I saw like the Denver Bar and Kylian Mbappe were very outspoken about it on the pitch last night. Videos have emerged of both of them two speaking about it. Yeah, I thought Denver um, Bar, his explanation was, was incredible. It was brilliant to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it's brave to but, stand in the face of officials and, and um, you know, confront the situation then and there. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a pretty shocking one, but the players, you know, <clears throat> did what they felt was right, which I think a lot of people would agree with them was the right thing to do. Yeah, that is. There's not really, there's not really anything to debate with this, really, is there? It's just more of a. Shocking thing it's, to happen. It seems more of a almost a breakthrough moment, to be honest, in terms of bit. how to deal with these situations moving forward. Yeah, I yeah, because obviously, the, yeah, the, would the next stage be sorry um, for players to maybe walk off the pitch with fans in the stadium? Of course, this was a behind closed doors game. You know, it, it does beg the question: Would it have happened if the, oh, he, had the, the um, he had the incidents in Bulgaria between and England like were playing there? A lot of mm. racist chanting, and obviously the players never resulted to walking off the pitch. So it probably would be harder in front of a crowd, but I don't think it'd stop the players. Yeah, I think this sets a precedent for for dealing with it moving forward. I don't think I don't think that'd have an impact to be honest, because it's the you know it's the it's the way the players want to handle the situation. You know, everyone's going to see it regardless. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that would have a. I don't think that would have a negative effect on it moving forward. Download the Sports Talk podcast now. Well, if you want to talk Premier League, well, I did sort of have a think about this and wanted just wanted to ask you. Uh, obviously, it's a defeat in the North London derby. Is it too early to be asking for Arteta out? I've heard that yes. phrase get. It's too early. Okay. Yes. Why? Um, because it's come into a job. Halfway, well, he took over the most disastrous Arsenal team I think I've ever seen in those last days under Unai Emery. Salvaged our season. Look, and he's having trouble with a pretty, still is a poor squad at the beginning of this season. Um, mm. He's getting a lot of things wrong. I think he got, I think he was naive as anything in the North London derby, and I think he got steamrolled by Mourinho, but. You've got to give him time. It's frustrating. I've been frustrated. I've been very close to him saying that Arteta has to go. But I think mm. when you get when you calm down and you think about it, number one is who else is there to take over? Who would want it? That's gonna. Sorry. I think. Hmm? Who would want to walk into it as well? Well, you, it's season. a big job. At the end of the day, it's going to take time. At board level, things seem to have been fixed a bit better. The 
you know, above Arteta, things are more streamlined now. And Edu and Arteta are even getting the Cronkies investing in the squad, which is something I don't think we'd thought we'd ever see. But it's, it's just going to take time. You know, Arteta's going to pick up experience as a manager from things like this. You know, it's not an overnight process. So to say he should be leaving, I think, is very much too early. As I said, though, he, he was. He, I think lately he has been very naive in some in how he set up his sides. Sure. Okay. So if now is too early, how long? I mean, you know, if you get to halfway through the season, you're fifteenth. If you finish this season in the bottom half but of the table, it's not about do, do you, season. So, oh, right, yeah. so you'd, you'd have to, obviously you'd happily write off this season for you know long term improvement, but yeah, but obviously there comes to a point when it you know relegation maybe where you go right, maybe we should <laughs> but yeah there comes a point when things are going really badly that you might have to step in but anyway whilst we're still in Europa League which we have we've won all five games top of the group the season's still on because that gives you Champions League football if you win it mm. so you know yeah things would have to get a lot lot worse for things would have to continue this would have to continue for another month or two gonna, I'd say I was going to say things aren't exactly great <laughs> No, but think, yeah, it's too early though. You've got to keep faith. You know, you, they got rid of Wenger. You know, they got rid of Emery. You've got to keep faith. You can Man United. They kept getting rid of managers, and they finally decided to stick by one because they've had to. Yeah. I think we found a, got a manager here who is going to be a great manager, but he's not there yet, and he's got a pretty poor squad, and a pretty average squad at the moment. It's, you know, he's going to improve. He's going to improve as the squad improves. January time. is really important, though, for Arsenal. Yeah. Really. Arsenal, I think I've heard a lot of rumours Arsenal expected to make big moves in January. Yeah. Dominic need... Sobberslier being linked, possibly Hossam Awar again. Goal... So, yeah, it's gonna... Goals yeah. from open play needs to be solved. And could we see Ozil recalled? There's a good chance we could see No, that. Ozil won't be recalled. He's not... There's no chance of that happening. Mm. When Aubameyang's not on song, you just... Um, no. It, it, well, you, you can't really blame him. I mean, the squad's not... The team's not creating anything. Um... It was pretty disastrous against Tottenham. As I said, Arteta was very naive. You do not go to Jose, to a Jose Mourinho manager side and just try and when you dominate the ball because you know you knew Tottenham what they were going to do. You knew they wanted Arsenal to dominate the ball so they oh, could hit them on the counter. Total it was Mourinho, obvious, wasn't it? Total Mourinho. It, it was so obvious they wanted to do that, and Arteta didn't acknowledge that. Again, that's part of the learning process for him as a manager. Yeah. I mean, just on the flip side of that, then on Tottenham, I mean, you talk about total Mourinho performance, typical 2-0, that was that was the pinnacle of it, wasn't it? Spurs, yeah, they, didn't, have a, they, Spurs they, didn't have a shot in the second half. They just no, let, they let you, let you try brilliant. and break them down. Yeah, they, like, they, they had a game plan. They executed it to perfection. Um, and that, that's all you can say. They, they had their game plan and they executed a million times better than Arsenal did theirs. Mm. And that's what won them the game, comfortably in the end. It well, was they, a comfortable win. I mean that first the first goal was of was sort of only a half chance, obviously really well taken by Son gives them that lead. But for the second it sort of came a bit easily for them, didn't it? What what exactly happened with Thomas Party walking off the pitch there? Because you see, you see like Arteta trying to shove him back on the pitch as Spurs yeah. break away. It's so, well, it, so it, weird. He picked up an injury, probably I think I believe it was his fight again. Um I don't think he realised Tottenham on the counter attack when he started walking off. Mm. It was again naivety is the word again to use. But you, you just go you go down there, don't you? Yeah, That's I was what... going to say you'd expect your yeah, face but, to go you down. Yeah, with a fine injury, the referee can't stop it, can he? 
mm. for a fine injury and Tottenham were just, <laughs> if they're on the counter they're just going to go past him so but yeah it was silly he, tried, he should have tried to make some kind of impact but it, it is what it is it's just weird to watch it's all like they broke and all of a sudden they were at the halfway line and it was like 4v2 oh, yeah. how's this <laughs> happened <laughs> that must have been frustrating for you I'm sorry yeah for it was but it is what it is hmm the rollercoaster well, ride of football. Callum, I'd like to ask you about Villa as well, but obviously your game was postponed. No yeah. no game in the whole week. I don't know, could that sort of end up being a well-needed rest before a really busy period? I guess. It plays yeah. your hands a little bit, maybe? Probably. I mean, we had a lot of players that played a lot of football during the international break, so for them to get a, a week off, I suppose, won't do them any harm. On the flip side, the opportunity to play... To, to after the disappointment against West Ham to go straight back out there on the Friday night and get a result yeah that is gone so um, now of course that fixture is going to get shoehorned in somewhere else so yeah and we've got two games in hand now the, the, I, I always I, I, uh, December's a great time of year for football but I feel like for Villa never we the last few years we've been so bad in December so I'm hoping mm. this year's going to be a bit different <laughs> we shall see yeah, let's not talk about a team that didn't play this week. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, one thing I do want to talk about, and don't call me biased here, that Southampton penalty for the win against Brighton, the foul from outside the box, is absolutely absurd. It is, isn't it? it what, it's like, awful. I mean, we're, we're creeping towards the point of a foul anywhere on the pitch being a penalty. <laughs> well, here's the thing. that's the, the, the Mason Greenwood one from last night is never a penalty. You wouldn't give it for a foul in... in in out of the box so why are you giving it a penalty yeah right but at least that at least that was inside the box there's some sort of explanation to it that i mean for Santos to win the game against brighton right at the death yeah to win the south coast derby as well yeah the, the, the true game. south coast derby as well i mean i knew this would come up thanks <laughs> it's it's a south coast it's not even a derby is it it's just two teams <laughs> on the south coast uh, and what was the other one uh, in the chelsea game as well um Rafinha got kicked I think it was by was it Chilwell and he didn't go down he took a shot and it went over and nothing was given but had he gone down we'd have seen a penalty given like uh, the Welbeck one uh, against Liverpool the week before yeah for sure I mean I don't like going into too much detail about these things but that oh I want to swear about it but I won't that that penalty for Samson was just insane, and I've seen their I've yeah. seen their fans say the same thing. Yeah. yeah, there's there's no there's no argument to it really. It's just oh, the, the beautiful game. The positive <laughs> side is that Walker Peters got the assist for that penalty with some much needed fantasy points for me. So the rough and the smooth. oh well, that is a positive. In that case, then my opinion is altered. Yeah, it, see exactly. Oh, what did we think of Timo Werner's goal line clearance for Leeds? <laughs> Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, not good. <laughs> I mean, that is literally one of very few situations where I watch something and I'd say, I would have scored that. And I'm actually being serious. <laughs> no, 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 times I've, out of 100 I've, fans say I've, that. I've seen you play football. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, as we have seen you play. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, In a, other news, though, I mean, some, this is mad news to me this weekend. Apparently, Christian Benteke is still a professional footballer. I was blissfully unaware of that. Christian Benteke loves scoring against West Bromwich Albion. Yeah, to be honest, he just, I thought he just sort of faded into the ether or something. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know where he was. 
But um, apparently, apparently he still knows how to score a goal. It's like his seventh goal in three years or something. Something outrageous for Crystal Palace. <laughs> yeah, that is as big a headline for me as any. Yeah. That and my other favourite moment was Vardy breaking the corner flag against Sheffield United with his celebration. Last oh. last minute winner. He's a Wednesday fan or grew up as a Wednesday fan. He just yeah, but. Slide, slide tackles the corner flag and snaps it into a million pieces. I thought that was so Jamie Vardy. Yeah, it is very... It, it's, yeah, it was. It is Jamie... I mean, Jesus, like Jamie Vardy. I thought it was a bit unneeded, to be honest. I mean, like, somebody's got to place that corner flag. Yeah, he actually got quite a lot of abuse because, obviously, it's uh, the Rainbow Laces games at the weekend. Oh, yeah. He's had to yeah, come out and apologise, hasn't he? So. Yeah, but it was obvious that it wasn't because of the rainbow. Yeah. It was the rainbow flag. No, it's just... Kick the corner flag. I was going to say, we shouldn't people have done it. Kick the corner flag before. Yeah. Like, it's that time of the year, though. Whenever your club posts anything about rainbow laces, you get a load of people in the comments going, that's disgusting. Facebook is the worst. No, I think Instagram's probably the worst. They're all pretty Thanks. bad. I don't use either of them too much, thankfully. Yeah. Apart from your hidden accounts. <laughs> yeah, that's how Sports Talk has got so many followers. It's just all my alternate accounts. It's all my bots. <laughs> oh, I've, I've almost forgot. We haven't done predictions. No, I know. I'm ready. Don't worry. I won't forget. Oh. Well, uh, has anyone got anything to add on the PL? No. This rubbish. All right. Cool. Um, yeah. Predictions then. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I almost don't want to do it. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, um, this, this doesn't sound good, Ash. This no, doesn't. <laughs> It's, it's not good. I don't know if you guys ever remember your predictions or think about it before this. No, I know I've got one wrong at least. You know, you've got one wrong at least. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Okay, so Chelsea v Leeds, 3-1. I got one point. Callum got one point. Will got three points. Did I say, what did I say? Did I say 3-1? You did. Yeah. yeah Will we, sent Ash's predictions after we recorded the other day, so... Correct, yeah. West Brom, Palace. Palace won 5-1. Callum got a point. Tottenham Arsenal, uh, Tottenham won 2 0. I got a point and Callum got three. Oh. And then Brighton against Southampton, 2 1 Southampton, Will got three points. Oh, God. I just looked to, my, I just looked to what I sent and yeah, I got two, I got two three pointers. So, yeah, you did get at least one wrong, but you got two of them bang on. <laughs> um, so I got two points, Callum got five, and Will got six, which, and I checked, by the way, Will, because I haven't deleted any of this. That's the joint best week ever. I got a six pointer last season. Um, that's only the second time it's been done. So that leaves. <laughs> if I'd least... been honest about what I thought the North London derby was, I would have been. I would have done even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would have. Um, so I'm on 13. Callum's on 17 and Will's on 28. <laughs> so hang on, what is it again? 13, 17, 28. You're creeping into the territory of of having as many points as the two of us put together. You're well, two the, points off at the moment. Well, the good news is, I think we can probably say that with um, next week being the last week, that we get results Before in. Before we have a break, cause can, you, can we just end this and start again? Because yeah. I don't want this to go on. How, 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 about, how about we do every single Premier League game to end? For the last one? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Gives you two a chance to catch me up and me a chance like to embarrass you. Triple more. points. No, yeah, well, no, no, we'll, we'll just, do, game. just do more games, yeah. It'll, yeah. it'll, fill, time, it'll fill time in the in the Christmas podcast. <laughs> Give us something yeah. to talk about. 
It'll take me 20 minutes to read through it all. Um, all right, okay. So for this week then, um, I'll predict first, as always, Wolves against Villa, Saturday, 12.30. I'm going to say one all. Callum, uh, give us your biased opinion. Two yeah, on Villa. <laughs> <laughs> Will? Uh, two on Wolves. Okay, late kickoff on Saturday. It's the Manchester Derby. Man U against Man City. Will, you can go first. Um, 2-1 Man City. Oh, okay. I'm gonna, I've got to go somewhat bold. I'm going to say 1-0 United. Callum? I was going to say Man United, but 2-0 United. Like it, like it. Okay, and then Everton against Chelsea. That's eight o'clock on Saturday, Callum. Um, one nil Chelsea. Okay, Will. Uh, two nil Chelsea. I'm gonna say two one Everton. Oh, that's gonna be a mistake. But I've said it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Leicester against Brighton Sunday, quarter past seven. Uh, I'm gonna go two nil Leicester, Callum. Uh, 2-0 two, two Leicester, yeah. Will? Um, 1-0. Ooh, I respect that, because you could just quite easily have said 2-0 Leicester and been done with it. <laughs> the game wouldn't have meant anything. <laughs> well, do, you like me, do you like me to suggest another couple of games since I, I've got I'm, the fixtures? I was going to say, I've got, I've got one to throw out there on Saturday. Oh. You're giving me more games. Hang on. Yeah. This, well, is, this is new. Well, it's you said F- you were doing all games. Yeah. The FA Vars, Christchurch versus Cribs. Fine. You can both add one game. <laughs> Christchurch. Cribs? What is Cribs? What does that mean? <laughs> uh, uh, well, you, you, got, you better go first then. Um, 3-0 Christchurch. Oh wow, mind me. I mean, I've got no, no sense of what leagues they're in or anything. Um, I like Cribs because it just sounds like it's quite an abstract name, isn't it? Um, I'm gonna go one nil t- to the to the Cribbages, which I just assume is their nickname. I've got an even better game. This okay. is from the Scottish Cup. Yeah, give us a lad. Two nil Cribs. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Okay, what is it? My game is from the Scottish Cup qualifying. It is (laughs) Keith versus Fort William. (laughs) It's not even funny. It's just two (laughs) names. Uh, Keith against William. Wow. Fort William. Fort William. And you could go first if you're going to give me that. Um, I'm going to go 4-0 to Fort William. Wow, you really are (laughs) anti-Keith. Keith is a small town in the Moray Council area in northeast Scotland, population of four thousand. <laughs> um Callum, you can go next. Three one to Keith. Up the Keith, one nil to Keith. <laughs> We're the Keithy boys making all their noise everywhere we go. Alright, they're in. Right, that's enough. Fun. Got a, do you reckon every player that plays is called Keith? Well, <laughs> <laughs> to the back of the shirt says like Keith. Like how Athletic Bill Bow only signed Basque players. <laughs> Keith only signed Keith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh. Well. All right. Well, if you go on the BBC Sport Football, if you go on fixtures for the um, for Saturday, the 12th of December, that that is above La Liga. So you have to scroll down even. So you scroll down, and you have the Scottish Cup qualifying, and then even lower than that, you got like the Bundesliga, Syria. I think La they Liga. just. I think they just prioritise um, UK yeah. stuff. Don't they? <laughs> yeah, I, I was, was going to say I was looking on the Sky Sports app, and just underneath the FA Vars is the Isthmian League North. Isthmian. Isthmian. Yeah. Callum cannot pronounce <laughs> anything. Save his life. <laughs> There's so many words that you've just like never encountered before. <laughs> If, if you are a fan of that league, all of Saturday's games have been postponed. Oh, well, I predict nil, we I predict nil nils all round. <laughs> yes, that's all three points for every game to me. Um, right, so to see what happens in the uh, predictions league uh, next week, let's um, join us next week, I suppose. Do you know what? I might give you both a bonus point if you can remember the names of the teams and the fixtures next week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, pretty sure Keith versus Fort Williams on Sky Sports main event, but why are you on? I'm not sure. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah, I think I down as well as the forward. No. You just confused us if anything. How? Anyway. Um fancy a bit of EFL? Yeah. There's not too much to tackle to be honest. Um we're kind of we're recording on a Wednesday again, which is annoying in the sense that we're halfway through a midweek round of some EFL fixtures. Um, I mean, Championship. Look at that, the three relegated teams are at the top, only one point separating them. No, Swansea, my my tip, they're still up there. Um, Derby got off the bottom finally. Sheffield Wednesday um, haven't won in six. They're now back to rock bottom, unfortunately. But uh, they're only four points off the drop. Northern Forest as well, still. Considering how last season went, this the start of this season is really quite shocking. But we don't, we won't dawdle on that. Um, there's a bit of actual news in League One. Uh, last week we talked about uh, Sunderland sacking their manager. This week they've hired Lee Johnson, former Bristol City manager. It's the only club he's managed, uh, if you didn't know. Um, which was an interesting one. They were linked with Paul Cook, who you remember me talking about as Portsmouth manager, and I thought he would have been a great fit for them. To be honest, yeah, he did a great he's, job at Wigan as well, didn't he? Yeah, you know, he, he, he kept, well, I mean, obviously, barring their points deduction, he kept them up convincingly last season. He's proven with promotions at this level. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's basically never had a bad season as a manager. So I was surprised. And Lee Johnson's a bit, you know, he's never managed at this level. Um, just because he's managed the league above doesn't necessarily mean he'll do well. So, you know, they, they need to turn things around and get back up in contention for promotion. So it'd be an interesting one for them. Um, if you want to let me talk about Portsmouth quickly. We've got a yeah, big, go big, big game against Ipswich on Saturday. We're fourth and they're third um, in the race to keep up with Hull and Lincoln, who are first and second. We're kind of, as always, just in patchy form. <laughs> we can't string together more than a couple of wins. Um, literally, you could look at our form at any time and this like two wins, two draws and a loss or something like that. Um, but we beat Peterborough uh, at the weekend, which was one of those where it's like, oh, we've actually won a big game in our season. What a surprise. Um, but whether we could do it twice in a row or not, I don't think so. Playoffs Pushing here we go. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty incredible, actually, when you think about it, that Ipswich, Hull and um, Portsmouth, I believe, are all clubs that are qualified for Europe in the last, in seeing the Premier League years, I believe. Mm. All, where, and then you've got Lincoln, who are above all of them, who are probably, what, 
<laughs> weapon. Other end of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Just thought I'd mention that. Yeah, no, I haven't considered that. Yeah, well, I've said before about how the leagues just get stronger and stronger every season with the teams that come down. It's just a bloody nightmare. <laughs> we're stuck. We are, we're literally just playing for playoff failures every season now. Regardless, um, League Two is actually more interesting in terms of results. There's a Deep Mansfield, South End win. I'll get to that. That is oh. the, that's my that's my grand finale. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Mansfield Crawley three all. Uh, Cheltenham Exeter five three. Bolton Port Vale. 6-3 to Port Vale at the weekend. Bolton, Bolton is just this weird, like, floaty mid-table club now, like, where they're like an, they're like an enigma, basically, where no one knows what, like, everyone thinks they can beat them, but also they could just go and win any game. It's just, just the way it's worked with them coming down so quickly. It's just, it's, it's really weird. But um, to answer your question, Callum, no, they did not win. Unfortunately, Southend did not win. But they did get a nil-nil draw uh, away at Stevenage, which is a decent result, I suppose. More on that next week. You're listening to Sports Talk. What's next? I believe it's time for your rugby roundup, Will, if you have any rugby to round up. Uh, yeah, there is. There's a story that came out yesterday, actually. I don't know if you two saw it. Is it the dementia stuff and the... Yes, um, it is the dementia the stuff. Brain damage stuff. Yeah, I've read Yeah, there's this. a group, Shocking. I think, seven... There's a group of rugby players who are trying to sue after um, they've after having after having brain injuries and suffered brain damage from playing the sport. Former Wales international Alex Popham and former England international England World Cup winner Steve Thompson mm. have both been diagnosed with early stage dementias in their early 40s. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of it's brought about a real shock factor in the sport, kind mm. of. Rugby has done a lot to try and combat head head injuries, but there's still a lot, lot, lot more to be done. And yeah, it's just kind of really brought home to a lot of people how how dangerous the sport is and how a lot of people are suffering. So where does the well, like, where does the suing come from? Is it just sort of like neglect in terms of yeah, like care, caring about the injury and in, like within the sport? Yeah. yeah, well, obviously when these players were playing. Um, head injuries and concussions weren't taken as seriously. Mm. So that's where it's coming from. It's neglect, really. They weren't taken care of. Obviously, that is a lot different now. Um, but yeah, that's where it's coming from. Like, For example, Steve Thompson, 42, he said he can't remember England winning the World Cup in 2003. He doesn't remember playing any of the games. I've read about that. He doesn't remember lifting tragic, the World Cup. Yeah. It's really sad, isn't it? It's very sad. Yeah, and no, I was... Re- I read... Um... Alex Popham had an article as well, and um, yeah. he's saying how he's just sort of like face it, like all of a sudden realizing he's probably not going to be able to walk his daughters down the aisle, and yeah. like going off on um, like going out for walks and bike rides, things like that that he's done a hundred times, and getting like being out on his own and literally getting lost, like coming home to his wife and just like breaking down, realizing that something's like seriously wrong. Yeah, that must be really tough to deal with. Yeah, it's really sad. But yeah, moving on from that, uh, we also did have. The Autumn Nations Cup final on Sunday between England and France. Um, bit of a controversial one, this, because just before the match even started, because France, France national team had an agreement with the top the top 14 clubs that the players could only play a maximum of three internationals during this period. And unfortunately for France, all of their best players had already played three games, meaning their, 
lineup for the final was completely changed. It was basically their B side. But despite that, they gave England a really, really good game, led throughout most of it. And England only just about managed to get it into extra time before Owen Farrell slotted a penalty in the last minute of extra time to win the Autumn Mason Cup for England. That's 22 points to 19. I have a question, Will. <clears throat> yeah. So, there was, France must have known there was a possibility they could get to the final. So why did they play all their best players? Well, cause they had, well they had to... They had, one of the games was the last game of the Six Nations against... Oh, so it, it wasn't so just had, the Autumn Nations Cup. It no, it wasn't just the Autumn Nations Cup. Right, it was okay. including the last game of the Six Nations, where that took up one place. Right, OK. And then, I mean, it, you know, the Autumn Nations Cup's been more of a... The actual cup and the tournament itself, I don't think it's of too much concern. It was more about getting the players playing. OK. You'll yeah. find the year after the, year after the World Cup is mostly a year of teams getting their new squads together, getting their new style of play together, which is the case for France, Ireland, Is it Wales, a bit like especially. Um, the Nations League in a way? A little bit? No, because it's not really, no. Okay. Um, this is a new competition. It probably won't, it won't happen again. It's a one-time thing just because of oh, COVID. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not really been taken too seriously. It's been mostly squads trying to figure out how they're going to play, how they're going to line up. Which is, happens in every World Cup cycle. You have the World Cup where all the teams should peak. Then normally, majority of teams will get, have a new manager. A lot of players will retire, and things do tend to change. Yeah, and we're in that first year after that. We're in that first year of the cycle, so there's a lot of change, a lot of new things happening, and that's been more of the focus for these teams is getting getting themselves right for the future rather than focusing on the here and now. I feel well. And that's rugby. Thank you, Will. Sports Talk with Callum Byrne, Will Perridge and Ashley Gregory. Right, Formula One season is finally coming to a, a close. Abu Dhabi Grand Prix this weekend. We just had the Sakir Grand Prix at the Outer Circuit in Bahrain. Uh, Sergio Perez of Mexico took his first ever win in Formula One, doing uh, basically a last of first, if you want. Uh, he was punted out in the first, in turn four of lap one by Charles Leclerc, was 18th and worked his way through the field to, to win the race after Mercedes just, they just committed suicide in a way. They, they, they made an awful mistake in the pit stops and then George Russell got a puncture and it meant that Racing Point got a 1-3, brilliant for them in the Constructors' Championship. Esteban Ocon got his first ever podium in Formula One. And, uh, yeah, it was a weird, a weird day where people wanted Mercedes to win and they didn't win. But we, we got a, a racing point win and Sergio Perez, who, who probably won't be on the grid next year, uh, you know, signing off with a win after 190 Grand Prix. Um, George mm. Russell replaced Lewis Hamilton at Mercedes. I think we mentioned last week that he wasn't going to race uh, because he got covid and, uh, well, as job interviews go, he couldn't have done much better, to be honest. He had an incredible race. And it was really disappointing that he wasn't on the podium, let alone winning the race. He drove a brilliant race. And Valtteri Bottas must be quite concerned um, that uh, he might end up losing his seat for 2022. Um, 
So that's one to, to watch this space. We don't know if Hamilton's driving in this weekend's WW Grand Prix. I think they're going to take that one to the wire. Grosjean isn't racing this weekend um, after his accident in Bahrain. So Pietro Fittipaldi uh, will continue to deputise. And uh, Haas are also investigating one of their new drivers for next year, uh, Nikita Mazepin, after a video, after he posted a video on Instagram last night of him uh, seemingly groping a girl in the back of a car. So, Deal. Good. Okay. That's a nice note to um, um, end on. Yeah, cheese. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all the all the main main news and whatever. So, okay. Um, I don't think I don't know if there's anything else that people want to talk about. No. Um, no. I just see. Oh wait, the only thing was, did you see the clip of the guy who scored from the somersault throwing, the front flip throwing? No, I haven't. No. It's in the Persian league. <laughs> um, you, you, if anyone who doesn't know what I mean, I mean, obviously in football where they go to take throw and run towards the edge of the pitch and then put their hands down on the floor and then flip forward and throw He's it. Got as a gamble. Yeah, and he just um, he pings it, and it's like the, the it's really really far away, and the whip he gets on it, it's like moving in the air, and it's like just under the crossbar, and the keeper flaps at it, and the keeper touches it, and it just goes in. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, right, I think it's time for head to head. Ash, okay. I, I believe it's your quiz this week. I also believe it's my quiz this week. I am. Um, it is a guess who. And the scores on the doors. <clears throat> Will leads away it... with ten. You're in second with nine, and I have eight. So, with only with only a couple of episodes to go, a win for Will would be catastrophic <laughs> for both of us. Yeah, it would. Just remember that. Ash. <laughs> well, just get it right then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, how do I choose who goes first? Um, both of you rate me out of 10 and whoever gives me the best answer can go first. Two. 11. Callum, that's not a rating out of 10, so I'm going to go... <laughs> <laughs> nah, it doesn't matter, does it? Come on then, well, you can go first. Uh, um, am I a man? man? Yes. Uh, am I dead? No. Am I a footballer? No. Am I an Olympian? No. Am I a am I am I involved in motorsport? Yes. Am I retired? No. Am I an F1 driver? Yes. Oh, you got to that quicker than I thought you would. This is very clearly weighted in favour of Callum. <laughs> um, uh, am I a world champion? Yes. Am I Lewis Hamilton? No. Am I Sebastian Vettel? Yes. <laughs> Well, you got that quick. Bloody hell, I thought that was going to take way longer. We've never done an F1 driver before. <laughs> Hang on a minute, you're doing that. Mm. 
Hmm. An F1 driver, that seems very equal. I mean, it's just 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 something different, mate. You. Would your next seems guess like have a, been Sebastian Vettel? Seems, like seems like a desperate attempt to uh, stop me winning and keeping yourself and Callum in the game. Tonight. Well, you can keep conspiracy not. theories to yourself. It, it's I not, not even a conspiracy theory. It's just more quite obvious, <laughs> isn't it? I will not have this controversy. That means that it's nine nine ten. So, it is very Who's close. Who's it next week? I want to say it's uh, yours. But really? I don't think. I think it's Will's. No, well, I think no, I think it's you. No, I think it's yours, Cam. No, because I did I did the week before last where you couldn't guess who it was for twenty minutes. Oh, when it was Megan Rapino. When it was Megan Rapino, yeah. So. Okay. Oh, that means one what of us is going to tie with Will. What if I just refuse to do a quiz? Then, then... We'll, we'll dock you points. Yeah, <laughs> ten points. I feel like we didn't give you enough grief for not being here last week, but sort of bring it yeah, up. Yeah, I forgot what. Did, weren't we going to say, Ash, that uh, the next quiz Will did, we'd get double points or something? I can't remember what we agreed. <laughs> yeah, we joked about that, but I'm not actually going to follow through with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will. Good. <laughs> um, that's all for this week. Um, we'll be back at some point next week, and then our plan is to do some form of Christmassy episode which won't be Christmassy at all but just more of a review of the year type thing that we need to work out what we're going to do um, <clears throat> and then we'll probably take a, a few weeks off over yeah over the Christmas and New Year and we'll be back for season three yeah. in January um, so do join us for the last two weeks or the last two episodes of season two uh, make sure you follow our social media channels at Sports Talk Podcast on Facebook at underscore sports talk pod on Twitter and Instagram subscribe on Spotify. Let us know if we're in your Spotify wraps, um, subscribe on, uh, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Deezer. I assume we're on something like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I, that's all I have to end with. Um, any, yeah, well, if, you if you don't come back next week, how are you going to know who wins out of Keith and Fort William? And uh, Christchurch versus Cribs. Exactly. Top sporting content right here. Yeah. Um, yeah. A any final thoughts, Will? No. Easy as that. Cool. Um, so, it's goodbye from Ash. And goodbye from Will. Bye. Oh, Callum, you've got to say goodbye. How rude of you to not say goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Sports Talk with Callum Byrne, Will Perridge and Ashley Gregory.